Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Weight Loss Podcast with Human Design. I'm your host, John Donahue, and as always with this podcast, I'm trying to give you bite-sized tips, strategies, and insights to master the game of healthy weight loss without giving your life up in the process. Now, I can just hear an echo in my room today because we've had the, the living room painted and all the furniture's out, so I'm hoping it doesn't come through on the actual podcast, but I apologize if it does. And today's podcast, as always, I get straight into it is how do I stick with my diet for more than a few weeks? Now, I'm sure there's endless um, uh, answers to this question, but I'm just going to give you a few tips today, and I might elaborate on this on a future episode. Now, I always put out little surveys to uh, my followers or my clients on Instagram and email, and I did one a while back, and I and I, I, this question came from several people, so I thought I'd put together some good tips because one of the biggest stumbling blocks for people trying to lose weight or get in shape or change their nutrition is that they can't stick to their diet for more than a few weeks. So we've got to figure out why this is. So first of all, basically, you must look at how you're approaching your weight loss and diet from the get-go. You know, this is what I commonly see, and and maybe you're one of those people. Uh, I've done this in the past, uh, and or maybe you know others who've tried to change this way. People basically try too hard from the get-go. They go from zero to 100 overnight. And they make too many changes that are way too drastic, way too soon. And the reason they want to change everything is because they're highly motivated to change. Remember, we are human beings. Psychologically, we're all we're all different, but we're also quite similar. Now, we want instant results. We can't delay gratification. We really struggle with it. So what happens is you might be reading your fitness magazine on a weekend. You might have come across a flash of inspiration. And you feel highly motivated earlier on. And you find and you, you think to yourself, I'm going to make all these changes. I'm going to cut out alcohol. I'm going to go to the gym at 6 a.m. five times a week. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And you find it really hard to fathom that you're going to be demotivated in a few days or a few weeks. But there will come a time when you won't feel motivated, when life's little distractions will get in the way. But you've committed to doing this tough uh, diet thing. And I'm putting diet thing in quotation marks. You know, psychologists have termed this the hot and cold effect. It's basically, it's when you're unable to empathize about how you will feel in a different situation. You know, initially you're highly motivated, so you'll commit to this extreme behavior change, and then you're unable to fathom how you'll feel when, say, your kid gets sick, or you just wake up and you're just not motivated that day, or you're sore after a workout, or you just don't feel like eating healthy today. So you're unable to fathom how you'll feel in a few weeks into the journey when the inevitable quick results will stop, things will plateau, and you start wondering if it's worth it. So yes, yeah, psychologists have termed it the hot and cold effect, but there's another term too called barrier underestimation. And that's when basically comp- people completely underestimate the fact that things are going to get in the way when they try and lose weight or go on a diet. They will have social occasions. They'll have work drinks. They'll have things going on that are going to interrupt the plan that they think they can follow. So when things don't go to plan, Sometimes people then, they try and exercise more, they cut out more calories, and then they realize that they can't keep this up. And think about it, mainstream media doesn't help at all. You know, we are almost conditioned to think that uh, dieting and losing weight should be extreme and hard. And if you're not suffering, you're not doing enough. You know, there's only, there's endless amount of hustle and grind influencers on the, on the internet and even some famous celebrities and uh, business personalities are, are, are kind of conditioning us to think this way. And I know, and because of this, basically, 
if I was to sum it up, I would say most people don't have a diet or a weight loss problem. They have a diet or weight maintenance problem. And I know that moderation and slower progress is not sexy. It's not appealing. And no one wants to say, I did little things over a period of months and years and I was consistent and just stuck to it. You know, everyone wants to know if you've lost weight, what the magic answer was. What, what was the, you know, did you go keto? Did you cut out this? Did you stop eating a certain food? So first and foremost, to stick with your diet, to stick with your weight loss plan, it starts with the right mindset. If you don't have the right mental tools, the right expectations to execute a diet and training program consistently, it doesn't matter how good the program is. You must find a way to kind of at least semi-enjoy this process, to look forward to your meals, to enjoy the progression of your training. You know, I can't tell you how many times people have said to me, I want to lose weight, but I hate running. And I'm like, why do you have to run? Oh, because it's the best way to lose weight. And I'm like, well, maybe not. Maybe your food is. And, and they're shocked when they, they say to me, you mean I don't have to run? I'm like, yeah, it's okay. You don't have to run. So, you know, you must, as I said, find a way to enjoy the process. Find a way to enjoy your workouts, to enjoy eating. If you can't do that, you're kind of behind the eight ball from the get-go. And then secondly, Putting certain foods and food groups off limits is not a long-term approach to healthy eating. There are people and personalities who can do this, who can go cold turkey, but nine out of 10 of us, it's not really the best mindset approach. At some point, you'll get yourself into trouble. And at some point, you'll find yourself in a situation where you're presented with the very things that you banned, the ice cream, the wine, the sweets, the biscuits, the crisps, the pastries, whatever it is, and you will binge on them. And then that starts that vicious cycle of, oh my God, if I can't be perfect with my diet, what's the point? Or, oh my God, I just can't stick with this. I'm a failure. You know, so the vicious cycle starts again. You stop the diet then you regain the weight. Then you try again. And this is a vicious cycle. You know, I know people who've tried been dieting since they were like 18 and they're in their forties now. So this is very real. You know, you can have ice cream, you can have wine. There's nothing inherently wrong with it. The devil is always in the dose. Um, you know, I would rather that you had ice cream or pizza a couple of times a week instead of restricting yourself Monday to Friday and then going crazy from Friday evening till Monday morning and blowing out your calorie budget. I would rather you had ice cream and pizza a couple of times a week instead of going on an eight-week strict diet and then realizing afterwards that you're so exhausted from the whole process that you just go back to your old habits. So yeah, it's not really the way to go. So you must include treats in your diet to increase your adherence. Remember, the number one successful trait of any diet is your ability to stick to it. There's even been studies done it. It's called the end of the diets debate. Look it up. It's a great paper. It talks about comparing all the different diets. And the number one factor for success was your ability to adhere to the diet. So thirdly, the third way um, is can you see yourself doing your diet or your food plan in a year or five years from now? Now, there are great arguments about this on the internet, even from dietitians, and they say that your diet shouldn't be sustainable. And I get it. I get what their point is, but there should be some aspects of your diet plan that you can maintain after the plan. So you might have to eat a certain way to lose weight, but the more extreme you go, the more likely you're probably going to go switch back to old habits. So, you know, ask yourself, could I do this for most of the year? Is this something reasonable or is this something I'm only going to do for eight weeks and then go back to my old habits? Because if you can't, then I would say quit that approach and find the approach that you can semi-sustain and at least, you know, adopt a lot of the behaviors going forward. There's, you know, there's no point in you repeating the same eight-week challenges and trying multiple diets every year if none of them are going to stick. 
you know, the only caveat to this is that if you need to get in shape for a wedding day or a photo shoot or something like that, and you're pretty already pretty good with your eating habits, but you just need to go that level of detail, a bit more detail where you're a bit more strict. You know, sometimes I'll do this where I'm pretty lean all year round, but if I want to get extra lean, if I want to, you know, get a bit leaner for summer, I'll be a bit more strict, but then I'll back off again. But I only recommend this for people who are quite, you know, how can I say, emotionally stable with their eating habits. So yeah, I would prefer that you at least try an approach that's kind of semi-sustainable for most of the year. A fourth tip to stick to your diet for longer than a few weeks is that sometimes you just don't, you just won't feel motivated to stick with your diet. Some days you'll wake up and the last thing you want to do is eat the salad and do the training session. You know, what hopefully happens is that you establish day in and day out routines and build simple habits that keep you on the straight and narrow so that when you don't feel motivated, you're almost in cruise control. You know, focus on a short list of those habits. You know, some people have their ideal healthy day in mind, but life always kicks you when you least expect it. So if you could narrow it down to, you could almost call it your minimum effective dose or one or two habits that could keep your head above water no matter how crazy life gets, then you'd be set in the most part in a positive direction. You know, for me, my minimums are eat at least, you know, two healthy meals a day and try and get 30 minutes of exercise or walking every day. That's my bare minimum. Um, so if I can't exercise, I'll go for a 30 minute walk. If I know I have a, a night out with friends or I want to have a pizza, then I'll have the other two meals that are really healthy. So if I get those in, I'll stay close to where I want to be. And that's how I make it through the year. So these anchors and these minimums can keep you on the straight and narrow and help you not veer off the path completely. And then lastly, the most important tip in sticking with your diet longer than a few weeks is learning how to deal with lapses. I've talked about this ad nauseum. It's 100% certainty that you will mess this up from time to time, but you can only mess your diet up if you mess it up. And I know that sounds Irish, but follow my logic here. If you have a bad start to the day and you have, say, two slices of raisin toast or a McMuffin for breakfast or a donut after your breakfast, why is it imperative that you ruin the rest of your day? Why can't you wipe the slate clean and move on? It's like saying, well, I'm late for work, so I may as well not bother going in. Or I've got a puncture in my tire, I may as well slash the other three tires. You know, nothing in life happens in a straight line. We have ups and downs in area, every area of our lives. We have good intentions that go out the windows at the best best of times but for some reason people feel that they're not allowed to have these real life things apply to weight management or their diet for some reason we hold ourselves accountable to these impossible standards we think it's uh we're losers if we slip up you know we're always supposed to be on or off our diet we're never supposed to stray from it and we're never supposed to have weeks where we gain weight i can tell you now even the most strict dieters even the people who do their training will have weeks where they gain weight because your weight is affected by the amount of body water you have uh amount of fluid amount of stored carbohydrate amount of food in your gut so there will be weeks no matter how perfect you are that you will gain weight on the scale there will be weeks where you just stuff will get in the way but the whole point is that you don't completely fall off the path you don't hit the pause button think of it as a dimmer switch some weeks you'll be on you'll be really bright you're motivated you'll be pumped you'll go to gym Everything will work smoothly. And then other weeks, the shit will just hit the fan and multiple things will happen and you just can't get your normal workouts in. You just aren't eating as healthy. You might veer off the path slightly, but it, you know, it doesn't mean you just stop the path. You don't just walk into the jungle or walk into the path and veer off and don't come back onto the path again. You know what I mean? 
we've got to find a way to get back on it. So the concept of always being on and always being perfect if you fall off, you know, it, it, it's toxic to long, long-term success because if you actually look at the graphs of people who lose weight and keep it off, it's never a straight line. Oftentimes there'll be large regains, but like any important relationship in life, just like marriage up and downs, short fights, long fights, it's time to get over things and move forward. So the most important tip for long-term outcomes and sticking to your diet is how you get over the times when things don't work. And I hope these tips help you to stay on your diet or fitness path for long-term to maintain your results. So I'll do a quick summary, right? So this is tips for sticking to your diet for longer than a few weeks. So remember, it's the hot and cold effect. You can't really imagine that you're going to be demotivated. You can't imagine that there's barriers are going to get in the way. So a couple of the tips are, uh, let me go back because I had to write these down and summarize them. Start with the right mindset, okay? You must find a way to enjoy the process. Number two, putting certain foods and food groups off limits is not a long-term approach to healthy eating. It's not a good mindset approach. There is room for treats in your diet. Three, can you see yourself doing your approach in a year or five years from now, or most of the approach at least, or is it just a short-term thing that you know you can't stick to and you're going to go back to your old habits? Fourth tip, sometimes you just won't feel motivated and that's okay. It's okay to veer off the path from time to time. Have some minimums in place that you can stick to so that you don't feel like a failure. And lastly, learn how to deal with lapses. I know those two points kind of overlap each other, but if you can learn how to deal with slip-ups, if you can stay emotionally calm when you have a bad day or when you have a good day, you will be that even keel, that kind of boat that sails on calm waters and you will you will maintain your results. You'll be able to stick to your diet for longer. So I hope those tips helped. It's a shorter podcast today. Uh, and if you're listening, thanks for taking the time to actually listen to the podcast. I know uh, we're all busy at the minute. If you like it, please leave a review. And I'll be back soon with more podcasts. Have a great day.